0: First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Always a good day at ABC when Sam Sifton comes over to visit. And Sam, the managing assistant, managing editor of The Times, covers culture, lifestyle, everything. He's one of my favorites and he's a superb writer. Founding editor of New York Times Cooking, which has become a Bible for a lot of us. And lucky for my family, because this man knows how to cook and has great recipes. Sam has been the food editor, the culture editor, the national editor. He was a restaurant critic, wrote a column, is having a great adventure through Foodland, and <laughs> i take it all as well and you're cooking and eating and sharing with all the rest of us
0: all as well joan cooking up a storm getting ready for the super bowl having a great old time here at the new york times
1: and what do you guys do for the super bowl
0: oh i like to put out a pretty big spread i'll I'll make some nachos, I'll stuff some jalapenos. I'll make some ribs, maybe a vat of chili i, I It's not that the game isn't important. What's important is having this feast.
1: It's so funny, it's true. that's what the Super Bowl, even people like me, who are not necessarily big fans, but it's the table, the food. Than making everyone say, "Gosh, this is delicious," or more. That's,
0: that's right. Even if even if uh, my family is only going to watch the halftime show and the commercials, uh, at least they'll they'll enjoy themselves with the nachos, with the ribs, with the chili.
1: I know yours sounds better than mine. I always make the same thing forever. I make. Hot dogs and beans baked with maple syrup, little ketchup, mustard, until I just put them in the hottest oven until the hot dogs pop. You know, they sort of just split. And that's been Super Bowl.
0: I got to say, that sounds amazing. I I, I haven't done that (laughs) in ages. Hot dogs and beans. that's That's a
1: classic. I, I But you've got to put the maple syrup and the mustard and the ketchup and mix it all up and then bake it in the hottest oven until the hot dogs burst, you know. And that is good food.
0: Oh, I love it. That sounds great. I bet you could do that with like kielbasa as well. Or you could eat some bread crumbs on the top for a little crunchy mm. crunch. Sounds great. Wow. I'd eat, I'd I eat that with a big glass of milk that sounds terrific
1: <laughs> or a big glass of beer depending upon how the game is going
0: that's correct
1: now do you have a lot of company for something like super bowl i
0: i i actually usually just watch with the family um uh-huh. i like to put out a big spread and just get my my kids my wife maybe my brother and his kids um this year, I think I'm traveling uh, to to watch the game with friends, so that's going to be interesting. What do they do? What do they cook? Or are they going to ask me to cook? I hope they do. Um, and, and, well, and well, would see.
1: would they? Uh, that's an interesting thing. It's like having a doctor come for dinner. You know, I mean, when when we used to take listeners all over the world. And one of the listeners was a doctor one year, and he begged me not to tell anyone he was a doctor. (laughs) He said, my trip will be ruined. And I understood, you know, you've got a doctor on board. Oh, doctor, this hurts, that hurts. And you must get the same thing with food or a recipe or something else. Do your friends ask you to cook when they invite you over and you don't mind?
0: I mean, you know, a lot of cooks are secretly control freaks. They like to be able to be in control of their kitchen circumstance. So I'm always happy when someone asks me to cook because I love to do it. I love the challenge of cooking in someone else's kitchen with someone else's materials and mastering their terrible knives and warped cutting boards and the like. And it's a challenge for me and I enjoy it. But, tough thing I got to tell you about being in my shoes is not cooking for other people. It's the restaurant recommendations. And now as we come into Valentine's Day and I start, my phone starts blowing up with texts from huh. the bad husbands who haven't made reservations and who are asking me, like, what's a great restaurant where I can get a reservation on Valentine's Day? And I just think, like, Forget guys, it. come on come on, you're too late. You're too late. Cook, cook your Valentine's meal.
1: And that would probably be a wonderful surprise for a lot of people. Right. And the truth is on holidays, like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever, my kids call them fake holidays because they forget them most of the time. (laughs) But, you know, you are much better off avoiding a really crowded restaurant. And it could be even something simple. I've suddenly started to crave meatloaf. I, maybe because we had a few cold days. That wouldn't be my food of <laughs> choice. But I'm thinking about, I think I have to have meatloaf.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Like a comfort I, food. I, 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 I endorse that heartily. Although I've never really thought of meatloaf as a particularly romantic dish. Not at it all. Certainly, it, it certainly <laughs> could be. because um, anything made with love is romantic.
1: Right. And it's a cozy food.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean it's do you, comfortable. Now, do, what, do you do you glaze your meatloaf, John? Do you, do you I do, do you employ, do you use ketchup as you do with I the do. Bean?
1: Ah, I do excellent. a ketchup and a little brown sugar. Just a little, because you don't want to oversweeten it, and you can add a dab of Dijon mustard to it. Just a little. And yeah. I brush it on the top. That'd and sometimes, and the funny thing is, I was looking through recipes, and I saw up there, Lipton onion soup, I'm embarrassed to say. I put a packet of that in the meatloaf
0: mixture. Wow, we and, are going. This is this is the Wayback Machine on the Joan Hamburg show today. Exactly. Right. These are all old classics of American cooking, using these store bought condiments and soup mixes to amp the flavor of, of the food. And I'm not against it. It's uh, it's a kind <laughs> of it's a it's a retro feel this year. I like it.
1: I grew up with it, and when I was a kid, one of my first jobs was writing for Campbell's soup. So oh, really? Yeah, you know, and we had a test kitchen. I was at an agency called BVDNO. And you wouldn't believe the amazing things that came out of that kitchen using soup.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. because you had that concentrated, like, cream of celery and cream of, of mushroom and all those of things course. that amp things up. That's, that, uh, yeah, that, that, which we now think of you know, when we think of, uh, like, Minnesota hot dish and stuff like that, those casseroles that are, that are thickened and, and flavored with, with uh, soup. concentrated soup. Why? Wow. Right. That's, and, what was the craziest thing that you came up with?
1: Oh, my gosh. And you know the worst, Sam? I used to think we had the whole test kitchen with great home economists and everything. I used to think I invented it. You know, I because we spent so much time creating it. No, we did nothing that crazy, but we cooked a lot with it. And I we um, pot pies with whipped potato crust, and the uh, base would be a cream of soup. You know, and amazing. you would mix it either with a broth or milk or something like that. You know, yeah, it was very, put the leftover, very whatever. Very rich. And, and then, you know, coming of age, and my kids horrified that I would use one of those things instead of making a stock or something that would fit in there. You know, they well, became
0: you know, purists. Yeah, well, we, you know, we returned to, to cooking. All those All those canned goods were designed... To help us come out of uh, the war years and into the American prosperity of the 1950s, and women going into the workforce and not having the time to cook and not having the will to cook, and men of course being useless on that front, and so so easy just to tip a can of soup into the casserole and thicken it up rather than making a roux or making a broth and a roux and, right. and the like, but but now. You know, we're, the tide has turned and, and we're coming back to the kitchen, and we've come back to the kitchen hard since the pandemic, and people are taking pride in the food that they're cooking. They're also mindful of what food goes into their bodies and they're, you know, those those soups, delicious as they are, packed with, with salt, right, and, and right. other things. So people wanna have a little more control over what they cook and, and, and what they eat. Uh, And they take pride in it. Um, So it is
1: interesting. Yeah. A lot of progress. I remember when I first got married, my husband loved corned beef hash and I was going to surprise him. And I boiled corned beef. You don't know. I made myself crazy. The kitchen looked like a bomb exploded. And I served it with pride. And he said, well, where's the corned beef hash? I said, hey, "Look at this creation," and he said, "No, you don't get it. It comes in a can. <laughs> and you put it in the refrigerator, and then you slice it cold and fry it. You don't make it from fresh corned beef." He liked, you know, what he grew up with—the canned stuff.
0: That's fantastic. Fa- now i've I, I've had the I've had canned corned beef hash. Um, But I I just, I I did not know of that technique of, of getting it cold so you can slice it and fry it. That's kind of genius. I'd like to reverse engineer that next time I make corned beef and then make corned beef hash with the leftovers. I'd like to kind of roll it into a log and get it cold, slice it and fry it. I bet that would be good with a fried egg.
1: It sounds delicious with fried eggs. Or you could probably you know, brown it a little and then put it in the oven and bake it after um, a few minutes. Whatever it is, it works, you know, and it's easy.
0: That sounds delicious.
1: But, you know, because of what you're doing, you've created a whole thing. My kids both cook and they will cook even if my daughter is home working or alone, she'll cook. And thanks to... What you write every week—it's fun to read, and they're all using it. So you've well, done a great service.
0: Thank you, John. I, I, I'm 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 proud to have done so, and I'm I'm happy to help where where I can. The whole point of New York Times Cooking is just to make food approachable to people, to to offer uh, our subscribers the confidence that they need in order to take on cooking tasks that might have been daunting uh in the past but that we can kind of talk them through and 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 get them to put delicious food uh, on the table for their family for their friends um and it's a it's a it's a real privilege to be able to do that it's really exciting
1: well you do it and you write so wonderfully well i can't wait to make the garlic shrimp that oh, sounds sure. so delicious and you say they're easy to make
0: Oh, yeah, oh yeah, simple. The only thing you got to be careful with with cooking shrimp is overcooking them. you don't yeah, they you know they, they they get rubbery, and you don't want that, so um doing those uh, such a lovely, lovely recipe that the guy has got um and just pull them pull them off the heat thirty seconds before you think you ought to, and you'll have them perfectly cooked and it'll be delicious and what
1: what about your turkey meatballs? We do a lot of turkey meatballs, but love, yours
0: love a turkey meatball.
1: But you roast it, is that right? With scallion yeah. and mozzarella and a little jalapeno.
0: Exactly, um, and you love the you know the acidity that you get from the scallion, the bite from the the jalapeno, the mozzarella that, that helps uh, keep everything moist. The turkey is, of course, a little dry or can be a little dry, so you got to be careful there. And boy, howdy, as they used to say. That's a delicious meatball.
1: Yeah, no. know. And then, you know, the other day I went over to the Singapore market. You know, the market that opened in the West 50s. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? And they have yes. stalls all over. And they had, the, the big thing they had was curries, Asian curries with chicken and rice
0: yeah and
1: the, and then you were talking about um k chun's recipe one pot with curry with chicken
0: oh yeah that's a that's a really nice one the one pot recipes really come in handy for for weeknight cooking uh and Kay is a marvelous recipe developer we're really excited to work with and and that's a that's a that's a terrific terrific dish those um those Hawker Center uh, curries, though, oh boy, that's a lifetime of experience for each one of those cooks that goes into every bowl that they serve. It's a really lovely, uh, lovely place to eat.
1: No, it was a lot of fun. And I, did you ever try the soup? We, I tried that, I don't know what kind of soup it was, they didn't say, but you had a choice of dumplings, like five different kinds, teriyaki, uh-huh. chicken, shrimp, pork, and they did it with bok choy or rice noodle or egg noodle. That was so good on a cold day.
0: Oh, yeah. Really. And it's all in, all in that broth, all in that rich, delicious, long-simmered broth. It's pretty fun and to eat w- in the winter.
1: I, lo- I love that. But what are they, is that a broth based on chicken or bones or necks?
0: Yeah, yeah it's it's chicken. Um, and, you know, I don't know the secret, in, you know, recipe styling of it, but it's so deep in flavor that I got to think that they roast the bones to, you know, create some Fond in there and then then just tick, tick, tick on low heat for a long time, not boiling it excessively, right? Because if you boil a a stock with bones, uh, it'll get cloudy and milky and sometimes uh, you don't get that pure clarity of flavor uh, that you get with a low simmer um, and I detect the low simmer.
1: Yeah. And let me, before I let you go, ask you about ribs. If if you're going to make ribs for Super Bowl, and I noticed the supermarkets are filled with ribs right now, what, what do you do? Do you glaze them first? Do you bake them? What's the simplest way you're not going to well, be outside?
0: A, yeah, the simplest way in the New York metropolitan region in wintertime when we're not going to be outside cooking over live fire is to, is to use the oven. Um, and I glaze at the end, not at, not at the beginning, because glazes often contain, you know, sugars, or, and the sugars are prone to burning over a long period of time. So I kind of go low and slow in the oven. I, um, I sometimes, more than sometimes, wrap the ribs in, in foil uh, so that it creates a little steam in there and it, it softens them up pretty quickly. And then after let's say we're cooking baby back ribs after an hour, hour and a half, take them out of the foil packet and begin to glaze them every 15 minutes or so, again in like a you know 250, 275 oven, uh, until they get all lacquered and, and and amazing. Now, Eric Kim, one of my colleagues at New York Times Cooking, just published a terrific recipe for glazed ribs that involves just to bring us back to the beginning, where we started talking about using kind of store-bought in, uh, um, creations uh, like like soups and, and and soup mixes and the and the like. his recipe uses grape jelly to help create oh the for his ribs. And I got to tell you, Joan, they are really Delish? Yeah, mm, that recipe by Eric Kim, New York Times Cooking. Got to check it out.
1: I will, because I haven't thought of grape jelly since I was a kid.
0: Yeah. You know, it was a
1: staple at home, but that's long gone. It's interesting. It's,
0: it's, yeah, grape jelly, a little rice vinegar, some soy sauce together. Mm. You get this kind of, it's like a sweet and sour situation. Very good.
1: And one more question. I clipped a recipe and I think it was yours a while ago with putting mayonnaise on chicken and I thought, could that be? Could it be yes, it, is that delicious? It
0: that so that's um so that's uh actually a, a Kenji Lopez all recipe. I've used it myself uh, like a gajillion times. So, so, mayonnaise is just fat, right? It's it's emulsified oil with egg yolk. And when you put it on to a piece of chicken, it helps create um, just an incredible—it's it, it, like it's self-basting essentially. So it, it's really good for keeping things from from drying out. I actually use mayonnaise, and here's the craziest way I use mayonnaise: is sometimes when I'm making pizza and I and I'm cooking in a very very hot oven, and I want to put shrimp on the pizza or lobster on the pizza. Mm. Call me crazy. I'll because. Shrimp overcooks so easily, as we discussed earlier, and because you have to kind of par-cook lobster in order to get it out of its shell, it too can overcook in the the oven. So I toss it in a little mayonnaise before putting it onto the pizza, and it protects it and moistens it and makes it oh so delicious. So Uh, using using mayonnaise outside a chicken salad is a good idea. It's a good marinade.
1: And should people? I had a listener who said she was concerned now about chicken because of all the stuff about chicken sickness, chicken virus. Is that a concern?
0: Yeah, it isn't. That avian flu is really bad for birds, but it's not. It's not so bad for us. Human, and it hasn't. Like we're seeing, we may see shortages of poultry as a result of avian flu, but we're not going to see poisoned meats coming into our stores. Okay. Very reassuring.
1: Thank you, Sam Sipton. Enjoy the game with your family. And I look forward Thank to you. talking to you very soon.
0: Take care. Thank you, Thanks. Joan. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much.
1: Bye-bye, Sam. I'm Bye. Joan Hamburg. Bye. And you're listening to W A V C. We have much more to come. And if you haven't read him in the New York Times, you've got to. I mean, it will change the way You live. I can't tell you how many people wait for all his recipes and then call or talk about it or schedule dinner around it. He's one of the best food people. All right, everyone. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you are listening to your favorite radio station, WABC.